Hello, this is Jim Sevier, and welcome to The Coachable, thecoachable.com. This is Invest in Yourself. It's a podcast really to understand what entrepreneurs and career pivoters and career professionals are doing and what they have done to get where they are. It, there's a lot of people out there that will tell you what you should do. This is that podcast that actually explains right from the people that are doing it, and I'm looking at, at my guest here today, that this is what they've done. And if what they've done makes sense to you, then this this is what you want to listen to. This is where you want to get the information because it's uh, there's no lacking of people out there wanting to tell you exactly what it is you need to do to be successful. And if I see another post of the three things you need to do to be successful, I think I'm going to throw my phone out the window. So I just thought we were talking politics all morning. <laughs> oh, that's it. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's not have yeah yeah. <laughs> my wife. I live in a split house. My wife and I have. You know, so you we have some very, very good conversations. Um, all right. So here we're going to talk about uh, I'm going to have my guest introduce himself to us. And then once he does that, then we'll just kind of jump in and kind of see where this goes. So please introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jim. My name is Jason Ayers, and I am the owner of Sliced Tomato Productions here in Greenville. And uh, I am a lifelong born and raised Greenville native so I'm happy to be here with you well then I'm I'm sorry in the previous recording that I said Southern California when I meant South Carolina wow that was that was bizarre um, well good uh, there's a lot of us there's a lot of you guys around there's a lot of but there's a lot of people there like is. me the transplants here too now that's got to be crazy yeah it's neat um, I mean the more I talk to people and everything it, it, it does seem like there is a lot of, of us around but most of the people I interact with, you know, they've moved here, they've relocated, and they talk about how nice it is, and I just kind of get a little excited thinking, oh, I've been here my whole life, and, you know, it's nah, it's, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it's one of these things that I was talking to some buddies uh, recently where I used to kind of be envious of people who are from New York or yeah. California or these big yeah. cities, and they have these big things, and I'm just going, oh, I'm just from Greenville, and but it's getting to where, like, it's, it's like I'm proud to be from Greenville, like, there's so much... Yeah cool stuff happening here and it's turned into such a, a fantastic place well y y we can actually just do a podcast on that because my wife and i got here just as falls park was done it was completed or being completed and i had been here before that so i'd actually seen it before falls park yeah and then yeah so my wife's first impression of was greenville was like we're never moving here and then 2011 happened and we moved well i remember as a kid you know my grandmother used to take me to the army navy store you know when i'm you know seven eight years old and you had to be careful where you parked in the daytime you know <laughs> at that point and it, it just the the change that it's gone through is, is incredible and now one of the top 25 places to live in the yeah. in the u.s so well that's cool so tell me tell me about what you do now let's let's start there let's figure out what you do now and then we're going to go back in time and you're going to we're going to lead up to that but tell me about Tell me about your business, Sliced Tomato. Yeah, so I actually have a couple different businesses going that are all oh. kind of related to the same thing. Um, Sliced Tomato Productions is the the main business I'm focusing on, and you know we'll go into the backstory here in a little bit. But so I'm the owner of that company at this point, and I do uh, a lot of the shooting and editing for that company as well. And we have a team that 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 does it as well. Um, we really kind of look at the project and assess kind of who's best to shoot and edit that particular project. And it's good because it creates some variety in our work. It's not the same person working on everything, doing the same right. role. I do have to ask you, though, because the name is awesome. 
did where did sliced tomato come? Yeah, where did so, that come from? So uh, give us some give us some history there. Yeah, so I actually I'll I'll, I'll go into a little bit of, of the most recent history here. I've been involved with sliced tomato for about six years. They've been around for about eleven. Oh, okay. And I actually, me and my wife just recently purchased sliced tomato back in January. Oh. So we're new. We're not new to the company, but we're new to ownership of the back company. Back in January of this year. This year, yes. Ooh, how? Uh, don't okay. know. Don't know if we <laughs> saw the future. If that would change anything, but um, All right. everything is as far as sliced tomato and business. It's been, it's been going good. So I mean, we. We're, so you inherited the name. We inherited the name, but yes, sir. Dang, if it's not. But a good I've got, name. I've got the, sto- I've got the story. The the original owner um, had uh, a buddy of his help him create the first website, and they created the first logo. And the way they came up with the name and the logo was that um, if you cut a tomato in half and look at the middle and stretch your creativity a little extra hard, it kind of kind of looked like a film reel. Yes, you no, you don't have to. Yeah, actually. yeah. My so, wife's in motion picture television, so okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So yeah, so they liked that, and you know, sliced tomato is just a, a it sticks with you. You know, it's uh, it, it does. It, you it does don't forget it. Out. So that's it's got it's got that kind of power there. Just a lot to of curb appeal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of lot of website curb appeal. All right, so that's cool. So so you said you've got a few other things going on. I do, yeah. So before um, we we purchased sliced tomato, I had my own business, which was Airs Productions. That's still going now. Um, I'm trying to kind of shift that to just being kind of under my name, Jason Ayers. But what that is at this point is I do a lot of high-end um, real estate photography and video. Oh, okay. And that's sort of, um, I don't know if you'd call it a passion of mine, but it's something I really enjoy doing. Um, it's just nice to be able to walk into a huge house that's empty, and I'm usually the only one there, and I can go about my business, uh-huh. shoot beautiful photos, and, and it's kind of relaxing. So nice. so I do that, and I, I still do some some creative-style uh, portraits oh, okay. through, through Ayers Productions. All right, very uh, cool. The other one is definitely a passion project that we got started a year ago. And it's not an income generator at this point. Of course, in a perfect world, it would be. And we hope to have that be something down the road. So right now, it's kind of just like I'm able to tinker with it or get to it when I can. But it's called Greenville Inspired. And All right. what the idea behind that was, going back to what we were talking about with Greenville and the growth and how many good things are happening here, We I originally started it with a partner, and our idea was you know, there's so many cool things happening here, and there's there's tons of websites and businesses that are devoted to telling you what to do and showing you what kind of options there are to do, right? Yeah, yeah. What we wanted to do was share the stories of the people behind those cool things. Oh, wow. So that sounds that sounds rather similar. Well, yeah, and, and they're similar. <laughs> and that's awesome. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, as we got to look, and there, there's— I promise. There's I, I hope I didn't steal your— idea. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. But um, I, I love the obviously I love the idea because I think and I believe the same way. It's yeah. there is a lot of things to do. You mm-hmm. get lost in the myriad of hundreds of things you can do. But uh-huh. if you understand why those people started doing that, mm-hmm. you are drawn to it. You're it, it's just a better way of connecting to something you know you're going to enjoy right. because the people that did it created it the way you would have. Right. Well, and we when we go backwards uh, and talk about kind of why I'm doing this, it's, it's a lot of it is is I enjoy story. I enjoy telling stories and seeing stories. And so we wanted something that could tell these stories. It, we weren't really worried about 
trying to to market a place. This wasn't a marketing piece right. for a business. This was just more of a documentary type hmm. series. And so we have we've got that website launched. Last year, we have maybe five or six episodes. Okay. Right now, and they're anywhere from six to eight minutes. Uh, and, and they're really cool. They're just story-based. One, the first one we did is for, for Triune Mercy Center in downtown Greenville. Right, right. We were just mm-hmm. telling the story about about how the minister there, Deb Richardson-Moore, got started and um, her passion for doing what she's doing there. And, right. And we've done you know several other episodes and... Actually, during when all this when all this COVID nineteen stuff started, um, we used I, I kind of brought that back and used that as a vehicle to try to get information out for businesses that were pivoting and right. helping others. So we did um, I did maybe another six or seven episodes where it was just um, a Zoom camera, a Zoom conversation, right, right. you know, and we were talking to businesses that were that were making shields and face masks, masks or you know, producing hand sanitizer or just, you know, going above and beyond to right. to really help Greenville and right. help the people. So so yeah, that whole that whole business is just showing what people are doing in Greenville. If it's unique or interesting or you may not know about it, but they're contributing to the growth of Greenville and it's all positive. There's nothing negative about anything. There's That's no right. politics. There's no I love it. There's nothing that I would think anybody could argue about. It's just, hey, look, this is well, cool things that are happening in Greenville. Just wait. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> but I I'm, you know, we're kindred spirits there, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to, you know, I'm I'm towards the end of my career, right? I'm looking, you know, maybe ten more years out. That's mm-hmm. then I'm I'm done. And when we moved here, we fell in love with with Greenville and the Upstate so much, and most of, if not all of our friends, uh, are transplants too. And we have all sort of just kind of embraced the lifestyle here. And then when all this craziness started happening. A lot of people that we knew were, were being negatively, extremely mm-hmm. negatively impacted. Right. And, you know, you don't build a business thinking pandemic, right? Because mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not a model you can really, you know, support yourself in because you'd have to basically not spend any money ever, right? Right. Um, so so that was kind of like the idea for this podcast. I had been doing these interviews in another medium that I have called Talking Over Food. Oh, cool. So I actually brought people, I brought four people together, micro-networking. We had a business discussion on a topic of one, two, or three types of things. I bring in a subject matter expert, and then, we, and then I would cook them a, a refined dining experience. Yeah. And, and then that went away. And I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I can't stop this because that was good for people. Could, you could you know, go to the thing that we did in um, – in West Greenville, there with that Matt Stocking put together, we could do that, um, but they're not they're not happening as often. Right. And you know we have to be more conscientious mm-hmm. of everybody. So that was the whole process of doing this. We're apart from each other. Uh, I haven't touched that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right. I've right. Right. Did all you know all this all of what we're doing here today is just to make sure that people get their message out so mm-hmm. that people can understand other people can understand why it's why it's really important that you look at these types of businesses inside the upstate. I mean, what else What else more could you possibly want to do, right? Well, and I think, you know, another thing you said just about, about keeping everything positive and, and mm-hmm. putting out good information, I think, you know, I had to eventually just shut everything off. I mean, yeah. I deleted Facebook and Twitter for a while. Just I'm raising my hand, me too. Everything <laughs> is so negative and it, and it gets to you. You know, yeah. you can be a positive person, but you ingest 
so much, much of this stuff that yeah. it, it, it tears you down. So I had to put that out of my brain and think, okay, well, what can I do to sort of counteract that yeah. and, and try to inject more positivity? And so these little short videos um, were something that, that I thought would be a good idea to just kind of yeah. well, give, give people something good to, to think about and see. And I'm, you know, I'm disconnected from California. We, we've got our house still there. Our daughter and her family lives out there. And we, we still talk to them and everything. But I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not just a, a Greenville thing or a South Carolina thing where people are like, okay, how can we, how can we do something more positive? How can we maybe just shift our focus a little bit and go in a more positive direction? Mm -hmm. uh, I hope that's what's going on. I think I, you hear a lot of negativity in the press. No one's besides John Krasinski doing his some good news, right. right? Yeah. I mean, there could be a million John Krasinskis out there and we'd still hopefully hopefully wouldn't even tap into a tenth of what's really good going on. Right. But good doesn't have a marketing budget. <laughs> right, has right. A marketing budget. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah, so cool, man. Way to go. I mean, it uh, I've done a few of these interviews and here comes these little butterflies <laughs> and they're going to they're going to they're probably going to land on us cuz nice. they did before. Um but I've done enough of these interviews now to start seeing some common themes. And one of those common themes is there's a lot of negativity. There is a way to be positive. There's a way of looking at a problem as opportunity to either pivot your your business, your career, your thinking, and and most of most of the folks that I have have younger children teach your children a lesson that will, will definitely be valuable in their lifetime. Hopefully they'll never have to see something like this again, but mm -hmm. the likelihood of it happening is there. So why not make it a learning experience for your children? So sure, yeah. And be that positive reinforcement. And I feel like I, I've got I got to interject and say, you know, and I'll, I'll, there'll be people out there that, that share different views, but but I'm coming at this from a Christian standpoint as well mm -hmm. and a believer in God and and part of what's gotten us through this and being able to to say hey we're gonna we're gonna do these Greenville inspired videos and not ask anybody for any money or anything yeah. it's just the idea of hey I, I I know that God's taking care of us and and um kind of gives me comfort to to not exactly worry as much about where income's coming I mean I'm a business owner I got I have a wife yeah. and son so I, I do think about those things but at the same time I have a piece that's kind of like you know I'm, I'm putting good give, stuff out there. And when you give, you get. I feel I, like, I'm yeah, a firm so. believer. I'm a firm believer in whatever religion that you are, and and I just had um, I just had Jonathan Parker here from Hymns and Hops. I don't know if you've ever met, and so we've had that. We just had yeah. that discussion like two days ago, yeah. or three days ago. Um, so so let's do this. Let's let's put a pin there. I want to go back to that though because I think that that is again some of the things that. It's what makes you unique in what you're doing. But let's go back to, um, have you always been in photography and in videography, or have you always been that? Yeah, so... Um, or what were you... What, what I can was that you moment? A long, a long story here, but I'll try to condense it a little bit. Um, I can trace it all the way back to probably senior year of high school, um, maybe junior year towards the end, where I just became... Very much fascinated with just movies. Oh, okay, there it is. Watching movies and and in my head thinking, okay, that's my that's my end game is to be a Hollywood director, wow. to be an Oscar winner and all that stuff. So that started in junior, uh, maybe my junior year of high school. The senior year, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Fine Arts Center 
uh, in Greenville. No. Uh-uh. So they used to be out in downtown Greenville, and they were it was just an old school with some portables, and then they've moved to be a part of Wade Hampton okay. High now. But um, but it's just kind of an offshoot of of Greenville County Schools where. It's got more creative programs, got and it. you can elect to be there for a couple of classes a day, something like that. Anyway, they had a filmmaking program. So my senior year, I did that, um, and so I learned kind of the basic fundamentals of uh, for high school of, of filmmaking. Right. You know, my interests were still there, so went to college, went to a college that was a, a Church of Christ-affiliated school. They had a teleproduction track. Mm. Um, it was out in Arkansas, so I chose that. They were more geared towards people who wanted to get in broadcast, you right. know, do news, things like that. Right. So um, it wasn't really exactly what I wanted to do, but it's the closest track I could I could yeah. take. So I got on that, did that, still in my mind, you know, this is what I want to be a Hollywood director. You know, I could see me on stage winning an Oscar and all that. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe halfway through my college uh, life, maybe my senior year, I started something just kind of shifted in me where I was like, you know, I have this passion in me to create stories, just to create in general. Um, and I'm not as worried anymore what that necessarily, what the vehicle for that is. Right. 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 It's just if I can create um, and tell stories, then I think like I'm going to be good and be able to support, you know, a future family. Right. I feel like I'm going to be good. So with that in mind, I graduated. Um, I worked, I, I lived in. I lived in Tennessee for a while working for a television station out there doing, you know, local commercials, car, car dealerships, oh, furniture really? stores, things like that. Um, got married while I was in Tennessee and came back to South Carolina. Uh, right. My parents are still here. Like I said, I was born and raised here. Came back to South Carolina in 2008, I believe. Worked for Fox Carolina for a while hmm. um, in their production department doing commercials. Right. Um Worked there a couple years and then drifted in between a couple of other agencies and, and things like that, doing video work, and uh, eventually landed where well landed where I was before I bought Slice Tomato, where I was just freelancing full time. So yeah. I was doing photography, video, really kind of anything that people wanted to to, to pay me to do, I would do it. And um, as far as photography and video, and and then this came about with Slice Tomato last year and. Decided Closed to take in January, yeah. yeah. Wow. I I had to make a couple. I had to make yeah, a yeah. note because some, you had said something there that I think is um, uh, is relevant to a lot of dialogues in business, and not only as a creative, which is what I wrote down there, a creative. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities in entrepreneurs and and individuals that are basically cutting their own path, right? You you sort of knew early on what you wanted to do. Uh, I thought I was wanting to be an architect. Then I met a series of architects and decided that's not crazy that I want to become. Yeah. And then, and I'm sorry if you're an architect. <laughs> all right. I think I just, I think I just offended maybe every architect that I've ever known, but it just, there was a personality type that I just didn't want to have to be this, that type of person. Mm-hmm. So I changed and, but I'm kind of half creative, half mathematic based. So, I actually can kind of switch between doing some pretty serious math and then also going to my garage and paint, right? So I don't know how I got that, but that's the, the I guess the point that I'm making there is is that as a creative, when you're building your business out, when you're building your direction, you kind of go where the wind flows, 
right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, hey, I'm going to be a doctor, which means I got to peel that onion back. Okay, so I've got to be an intern first. Peel that onion back. Got to go to medical school. Peel that onion back. You know, and then you can then where you're at, you can do the math, right? Right, right. And you're on a track, and it's pretty linear. Um, but as a creative, like you said it, you said it, and I just I love that element of what you just said, and that is. It doesn't really matter how I'm creative as long as I am creative. Mm -hmm. And when when you're in business, when even if you're a career professional, it, it's it's good to always know that you aren't labeled by what it is you do. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to get to that point, but that's exactly where I wanted to go with this. A creative sees creativity not in terms of what the medium is. Right. Sometimes in business, we s we kind of identify who we are, and sometimes in life, we identify who we are mm -hmm. by what we do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things as a business and a career coach that I always seem to run up against, almost first five seconds into talking somebody, talking to somebody and trying to determine whether or not I can help them is I ask them what they do, and they say, I am, and then they describe their job. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's like okay we got a lot of work. It's probably to do. what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, I'd, well, I'll have to go back and listen to it. I don't think hmm. it didn't hit me because usually my antenna comes up. Okay. Um, what you do and the business that you have, you can identify yourself by it. But I think as a career creative or as a let's call it a professional creative, um, like you said it yourself, you could be doing anything mm -hmm. as long as you're doing something that inspires you creatively. Can I give you a good example of that? Please, I so was hoping you'd jump in. One of the uh, one of the things I'm most proud of from Slice Tomato was several years ago when I was when I was just working as an employee there, mm -hmm. um, and I was the I was the videographer and editor. But you know, we small business, we could have our hands in different parts of the production. So we got a client. We got Lawrence County Sheriff's Department. They oh. wanted to produce a PSA type video for um, high schoolers to watch before going to prom. It was like a DUI Oh, production. good. So we had a big enough budget to where we could spend a lot of time in pre-production and planning and, and storyboarding and all this. So there were at least a month or two of, of meetings, script writing meetings, and, and we, had, we had hired somebody to write a script for us, and we gave them the general idea. And they came back with the script, and we all looked at it, and we were just like, nah. I see what they're doing, but this is not quite what we're looking to do. And uh, so I looked at the current owner and I said, "Do you mind if I take a, a swing at it?" And he's like, "Sure." So, and I'm not a you know professionally trained scriptwriter or anything, but um, I had an idea in my head, and so I took a couple of days and and got it fleshed out, and our team liked it, and we spent some more time, you know, polishing it and fine tuning and everything, and probably one of the most rewarding. Um, experiences I've had in my life career-wise is being on that set and I was directing it my main job was directing and shooting right but I knew I had written the words that were being said and like being behind the camera and seeing actors perform or say lines that came out of my head it was just this weird sensation <laughs> that that I loved and I, I can't I can't quite describe how cool it was to to see things unfolding in real life that originated kind of in your brain, if that makes sense. No, it does. So absolutely. So does. And, and again, that you know, I'm not trained with script writing or anything, but but I like writing. It was just another way of of creating. It was a little different than what I normally do. Right. It was very satisfying and, and rewarding in the end. Wow. And 
so the my wife um she i mentioned she's in motion picture intelligence she's mm-hmm. in the um pre-production side okay she works for the production itself to ensure that everything that's on script is been cleared okay. for use right mm-hmm. licensing and that type of stuff but she can always tell when she gets a great script and i'm and it's funny because she reads like I don't know six seven hundred scripts a year, oh, wow. and and in multiple versions, right mm-hmm. from the white from the pink copy all the way to the white copy, right, right. And she can always tell the moment one hits, and it doesn't happen a lot. It maybe happens maybe once or twice a year. And she's like, "Wow," mm-hmm. right. And so when something like that, when you when you have something where you have this idea and you can see it and you then you produce it and then it becomes something that you're looking at going, wow, I did that. Yeah. Um, she actually calls up the writer and just says, look, I just read your script. I, I'm working on it. You guys are paying me to work on it. But holy cow. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. And then sh- just that that emotional move forward that emotional hair here's what i think of your work mm-hmm. she had we we've got calls from screenwriters and direct wherever they go they come back yeah to want to work with her because they realize that she knows what she's talking about one she does a really good job yeah but two that she's got more invested in it so when you're in that invested in an idea where you've created it you're producing it yeah. you're directing it yeah and then you see the final result and then you know that the result is for something that's amazing mm-hmm. right like protecting children that are thinking about doing something stupid before going to prom or after prom. Right. That, I mean, honestly, you gave me goosebumps just <laughs> talking about it. So thank you. I'll have to you. send you the video and let you take a look at Please, it. Please, yeah. I'd love that. I'd yeah. absolutely love that. So, so now you're, um, you've got a, you've got a direction. You you took the the leap to to purchase, um, sliced tomato, productions. Did I say that right? Sli- yes. Tomato. Slice, sliced tomato productions. Productions. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I do that a lot. Somebody tell me they're and I've and I put my own spin to it and they're no, like, No, 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 no. Um You know ha- you have no idea how many people call us rotten tomatoes. I'm like, no, it's nah, totally, that's, that's totally a different, different business. That's okay. That's okay. They're a good business, but different. They're, yeah, just different. Um so, so you've got you made that move and then obviously the the economy unraveled, the world unraveled. Um what was going through your mind there at the beginning in that February time frame when you could kind of s- hear the crescendo of the orchestra starting to, to wind, you know, like they're, they're strumming and they're getting the last minute tuning to their t- before production, right? Yeah. And what was, what was February and then ultimately March like for you after obviously making a very s- probably significant commitment in January? Yeah, it was... It w- there was a lot of uncertainty. There was, um, you know, I'll, I'll preface by a little bit by saying, going back to kind of that faith we had where we've gone through, over the course of our, our marriage, um, we've gone through a lot of different, um, I don't know if they were hard enough to just classify them as hardships, but uncertainties and things right. where it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't know how this is going to come out. And we've learned to really like, we've learned to really trust kind of in our faith in God to protect us. So that was, that was, that was part of it. But alongside that, there was uncertainty about, you know, just, well, or, or we have a couple of, of potential projects out there. Are they going to fall through? Right. We have contracts. We've already, there was one company that we had already shot about a third 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now we can't go out immediately and shoot the other part of it. Um, I had a couple of clients that the stuff we were creating for them was for benefit fundraiser dinners. That and so that was, you know, now. unsure. Um, so I think we started, honestly, we were looking at, well, um, okay, we've got this much money in the bank. If we had to, we could pull this into another account, you know, that kind right. of thing. Right. Um, what happened, though, was we had a couple of clients that had had live action um, projects in the works. Okay. And we do animation as well. We have a, a team that can do really good animation. And we started pitching the idea of pivoting some of this live action into animation work. And this particular set of clients loved the idea. And so we were able to pivot several big projects into animation work, which was fantastic because, you know, nobody has to leave their house for any of that. Yeah. Um, I'm smiling because it, it happened in the entertainment industry. Yeah. That, you know, some shows ended this season by just turning the show from live action into animation. Into animation. Right. Yeah. A lot of them did that. And my wife was working on a few shows that were animation series to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And so, yeah, and, and totally get it. Pivoting. That I mean, worked out. And, yeah, and then we had, you know, we had a few clients that um, were still comfortable with shooting. We talked about it and we said, hey, look, we will – you know, not. I think we were we were locked down right in the heart of it when everybody else was really locked down. But as right. things started opening up a little bit, we said, "Look, we can we can accommodate shoots, but it's going to be a, a a skeleton crew, and you know, we want to make sure that you know our guy, our people are touching the equipment. Nobody else is." And so we were able to do a couple of shoots like that. Um, and so we've uh, almost said got through it. I guess we're not through it yet, but at this stage. You know, we we feel like we've been able to kind of roll with what's happening right. and and adapt. Um, I want to pull that one right out. Yeah, I want to yeah. pull that thought that 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 comment right out because I think this is again another common thread when you're looking at things um, not from a fear perspective. You can see opportunity, and one of the first things once you see enough opportunity is you can sort of and you can't in a hundred percent certainty predict the future, but the future becomes more optimistic. So you're not the only person that I've interviewed that is talking in future tense about it already being behind us. Uh-huh. And I think that that is, again, another trait of being that, look, it, yes, things are bad. We, wanted, we want to be as socially conscientious as we possibly can be, knowing that we can maybe turn, pivot, slightly in a different direction left or right still produce what we want to produce for our clients or or whomever Mm -hmm. and when we do that and we see that it works then we go well wait a minute this isn't so bad after all right and then we start seeing that the future is maybe either right in front of us or or excuse me the 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 event is right in front of us Mm -hmm. where it used to be way out in front of us and now some of us are even looking kind of like behind like yeah, yeah i remember when we had to Remember what we did it the old way? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and then, you know, look at how many business have changed. I mean, I don't know. You probably talk. Entrepreneurs kind of hang kind of hang around with other, other entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. You, you kind of travel in packs. Right. I don't know if you've seen that in other people that you that you that you work with. I mean, most entrepreneurs, I only know of one yeah. that I hang around, hang around with who took the old, you know, 
the sky's falling. I got to go run for cover. I yeah. didn't really didn't really take the opportunity to turn it into something else. But yeah, I have. I've seen a lot of people that I interact with and talk with that are kind of in the same area as me. They're they're very much, you know, moving forward and, and right. trying to you know adapt to what's going on. Um, you know, and I think a lot of what we should be doing, a lot of what I want to be doing, is not. And it's hard. I'm, I'm guilty of, of not doing this, but this is what I want to be doing and need to be doing is not focusing as much on, okay, here's the next project we can get in. Here's the next paycheck we can get in. And it's more of how can I help this client yeah. with what they've got going on through right. my through my talents? Right. Um, how can I help this client? Um, if, if the former owner of Sliced Tomato happens to be listening to this, I want to give him some credit. He is, when you're just talking about thinking about ideas, innovative ideas, and, and ways of adapting. He is the smartest person I know to be able to do that. And he's, we've had several conversations over the last couple of months of like, he's like, Hey, have you thought about doing this? Or you should try doing this, you should try doing yeah. this. And, and they've been like super motivational and inspiring and inspiring to me. Um, just ways to, to help people, you know, yeah. and do what we can. Well, um, and I'm smiling again because you're hitting on a topic that again, when the almost some, you know, when I, when I tell people that, don't really know me as a creative or doesn't know me as an entrepreneur or a career coach or a business coach when they don't know that and I say well I'm doing this podcast well how much how much are you charging and they say I'm not charging anything mm -hmm. and it's almost like I just spoke Latin like this confused look comes over their face like why would you do something that you're not making money at and and again in I don't know if this is just because of the way I was raised, if this is because I'm I'm truly a creative person, maybe, you know, my faith, right? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know a lot of people like me now because as soon as I started throwing the microphones up and inviting people in, I'm hearing the same stories. Mm -hmm. And it always makes my throat start to, to close up a little bit, and I'm, I get really emotional about this piece because I think this is the thing that truly defines the next 20 years. Yeah. Because what we do and say and how we respond like today, I think is going to rub off on our children. And we can either create a lot of people that are just afraid of going outside or we can create yeah. a, 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 an environment where somebody goes, okay, wait a minute, we can pivot. Yeah. There's something here we can do, right? Um, my wife's business, they don't, they're not going to do any crowd shooting anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some pretty decent, not just animation, but pretty decent technology where you can actually create a crowd Mm -hmm. from like six people mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> um, and they're all moving in different directions and doing all kinds of crazy things so i mean even hollywood is doing that now they're writing in virtual yeah in you know where they used to get together in a room and write writer's room now it's virtual so well and just going back to the the idea of helping people you know we have a uh, we have a seven-year-old son and one of the things that we are trying to instill in him even at this age is this world and this life is not about you mm. right yes like there's gonna be moments that are about you yeah but mm -hmm. as a whole it's not about you it's about what you can do to help others right yeah it's always about uh, you know we're not first you know we want to make others first and help them and i think it it, it it perfectly applies in business um i think yes i think that absolutely what does. i yeah what i try to base a lot of especially new business on is just that relationship level because there are 
dozens and dozens, if not more people who can do exactly what I do, exactly the same way, some better, some worse, mm-hmm. probably the same for your business, right? Yep. So then what does it come down to is I think the relationship value because where this John Doe person could potentially shoot better video than me, they're not going to relate to the client in the same way that I will. And that's okay. If they relate better, that's great. If mm-hmm. I relate better, that's great too. I, I, I want I want clients that we have to be based in that relationship, right? And I agree with you, but I also want to sort of amend it a little bit. Sure. I believe that that relationship that you develop is based on a shared experience that you have with those clients, that mm-hmm. you don't know that you have it, but it kind of shows itself. Our brains are pretty pretty amazing things, and mm-hmm. we can pick up on things, things you say, comments that you make, and and that, and two brains sharing that information yeah. subconsciously, it has to deal with the experiences bef- that to make that relationship work. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's kind of where I'm coming from from this perspective, from the podcast perspective, uh-huh. is helping people understand what your experiences were mm-hmm. because that is the really, truly the only thing that differentiates you in a market full of everybody that does what you do mm-hmm. because no one can have exactly the same. Well, let me, let me, re- I almost said it. <laughs> you can, two people, twins could have the same experience, the same exact experience and absorb it two different ways mm-hmm. and, and have it re and then have them shaped two totally different ways same experience exactly with twins and that's the way it could happen yeah so that really is truly when i look at when and i a firm believer in the relationship with with not just relationships professional relations just all the relationships you have right share your experience Mm -hmm. have more experiences to share first of all (laughs) Mm -hmm. live life travel you meet people always put other people in front of you all these things mm-hmm. create this tapestry of who you are yeah and then the relationship is almost second nature it's right. almost like yeah it's not not even you're not even thinking about whether or not there is a relationship because it's automatic well so I, I threw that out your comments and 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 i think getting to know people just changes the dynamic completely um well, yeah. I know what I'm thinking in my head. I'm trying to figure out the best way to get it out. Um, you know, I I am I'm a super fan of YouTube and just what you can learn on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Um, how much knowledge is on YouTube? And you know, like a lot of people, there's there's a handful of creatives that I follow, um, and there are a select few of those people that you know I've never met them a day in my life. I've never talked to right. them in person. Right. Mm-hmm. I've only watched their videos. But there's one guy. I don't know if you've heard of Peter McKinnon on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a, a filmmaker and a camera guy, and all he has to do is is show a little bit of, of likeness to a bag, camera bag or something. And I'm like, all right, let me pull it up. I'm getting it, <laughs> you know, because I feel like I've got I've I've listened to so much of what he does right. and respect him. Right. So his opinion now shoots up, right? And mm-hmm. and I I I would like to get that way. Um, with my business, you know, I want to, I love the idea of doing these vlogs where, where the business owner is talking about things and everything. Now I've shot probably 10 vlogs of myself and they've never seen the light of day. Cause I look at myself on camera and I'm like, Nope, Nope, <laughs> Nope. So I'm still working on that. <laughs> but, um, I like the idea of creating that, 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 that personality and, and that level of trust by just talking to your, 
your clients yeah. or your potential clients via a vlog video every week, every other week. Yeah. So being authentic is um, one of the things that I can tell. And I think that's what we're talking about here, because when you are authentic and it, you can't it, it's difficult to not to to fake authenticity, mm -hmm. especially on video, um, especially especially on video, because for some reason and I'm with you on this, I produced a lot of videos, training videos and stuff like that. Wow, it took me the longest time to realize and to get comfortable with who I am as I project it across a medium. Mm -hmm. Even this one, when I first heard my voice, it took years for me to recognize who it was that was speaking. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. the voice is traveling away from us, not coming at us, mm -hmm. right? So, but yeah, that authentic piece, the component, that also is that piece that helps build relationships. Yeah. That uh, to, to it, it actually to me helps me get introduced to new experiences mm -hmm. because authentically I you know what I I never had Brussels sprouts you know what cook it I want to try it yeah right or whatever whatever the situation is um, being that authentic person knowing and being comfortable in your skin uh, it, it, it's not as easy as it sounds but when you find somebody and you're just talking to them and they're completely comfortable in their skin you mm -hmm. get to really know yeah right right away right and you connect closely and I, I do appreciate all the stuff that that's out there on on YouTube and and there are so I my passion is um, my creative passion right now and I have to say that right now because I've had like eight eighteen or nineteen oh, different ones yeah but the one that I'm really focused on right now is cooking okay so they have a series called Master Class where you can learn filmmaking, you can learn how to write a book. Uh, we, and we joined it at the beginning of the pandemic. Did you really? Yeah, we, did. we haven't watched it as much as, oh as I would gosh. like to, but oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, I'm in that Thomas Keller, uh, <laughs> Wolfgang Puck. I mean, all, yeah. all of these guys have all of this really good, useful information on preparing food and mm -hmm. refining your cooking style and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I, I'm the same way. When, I'm, when I get connected to it and they've got something sitting there, I'm like, what? What do they got there? Yeah, <laughs> that's making the his job like, like um, mm -hmm. something as simple as those scratch pads that you clean pots with. Mm -hmm. You can actually clean fruit with those things, and mm -hmm. it takes off everything and all the the nasty wax and stuff they put on vegetables. It just takes it all off. And it was like, oh well, now I've got like twelve of them in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, because we're are they influencing us? Maybe, but we I I, I stopped short of trusting them. They have, an, they are showing a level of expertise yeah. and a level of skill that we would like to attain. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that's trust, but I believe that's and it's it's those things. Those videos are hugely inspirational for me. I mean, we, yes. you know, me and my wife, you know, we we have our net Netflix binges. You know, oh we're, yeah, we we're, we watched The Office and we're going through The Sopranos right now <laughs> for the first time, and and that's great. But that doesn't, you know, that's a turn your brain off, veg out for a little while. Yeah. But then I'll watch uh, in Masterclass right now. I'm going through a class by Jimmy Chin. I don't mm -hmm. know if you saw that one. Yeah. And well, I haven't seen it, but I yeah, know, yeah. You know. So, so people who are listening who don't know, he is a he is a, like an adventure photographer. Yeah. Who hikes the biggest mountains in the world and photographs people. Something that I don't have any kind of desire to do, but he's a photographer and he's doing what he loves. And I can watch those videos and just watching those videos like inspires me to get plugged back into the kinds of things 
with photography and video that I like to do and right. want to do, right? Whereas watching a sitcom or a show doesn't get me thinking about that. But right. watching that stuff, even if it's not something exactly that I want to do, it gets the wheels turning and I start thinking, okay, well, he's doing that. Well, I want to do this. How can I make it happen? Right. And so I love, I, I want to have more of a steady diet of that stuff just because it keeps my creativity going even more. I'm, I'm, I've, in the last, I'd say, six, seven, eight years, I have been slowly weaning myself off of television. Yeah. Uh, I am somebody that does like to watch, I can watch, I can watch some things over and over and over again, like Mandalorian, any Star Wars movie, any mm -hmm. Star Trek movie, any, and it's not just, it's not just science fiction, but uh, some of the old Westerns, I, I can just, I've got a whole bunch of videos in there, and I just, that's, to me, I can just watch them and just right. watch them again and watch them again. Um, but and I lost my train of thought because <laughs> I got off on a tangent. <laughs> Where was I going? Think about the westerns. Um, dang. That idea of finding inspiration. So finding inspiration to me is um, an element of yes, video. Obviously, is is good. I'm not a reader. Mm -hmm. I like so I watch I watch videos. I'm weaning myself off of television because I really don't want that noise anymore. Yeah. And I've noticed as in the last seven or eight years, the more I walked away from it, the more I'm immediately like sensitive to it when I do see it. Mm -hmm. And and then I just have to get up and I have to walk out. Yeah. And I don't know what that is and it's just kind of maybe this is just some therapy that I'm doing with you right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But it seems like Getting that noise out of my head, my head doesn't want that noise back. Yeah, and I think it's that's great. the only way yeah. that I can I can say it. Um, occasionally, there are some things on television um, that we do have to watch. Laura's industry, the Grammys, the you know Oscars and stuff like that. We we that's the only way it's produced. Sure. So, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, I'm I can almost say that I'm if it's not a video that's playing on my Blu-ray player, yeah, or some video that I'm watching on online either through Netflix or YouTube or uh -huh. you know then. I'm usually not on the airwaves. Well, I guilt myself into um, looking at some of these creatives that I follow and, and thinking, you know, they're doing all this cool stuff. I bet they don't watch any TV. Like, that's probably where I need to be is <laughs> just cutting out the TV. It's hard, though, when you have a when you have yeah. long days and, you know, our kids at home all day. And, yeah. and yeah. sometimes at it, it, it 9.30, you know, I don't – I kind of am like, I don't really – like, I want to learn, but I don't really mm -hmm. want to learn right yeah. now at 9.30. I just want to tune out. The funny thing is – um, I don't know if you've experienced this. I can be in this state of n not wanting to learn and just shutting my brain down. But if I force myself to to watch something creative or inspirational, I mean, give me two minutes and I'm in. That's it. Like, I'm like, hey, yeah. I can keep watching this all night. Let's make some coffee and, and keep going. It's just that idea of, like, jumping that initial hurdle to say, no, I'm not going to just watch mindless entertainment tonight. I'm going to actually focus on something. If I can get in that doorway, like, yeah. it's good. Well, so I'm I'm 59 turning 60 in September. So m m early memories, I'm parked in front of a TV. Yeah. Right? Black and white all the way through. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. I mean, boom. Come home from school, did your homework, sat in front of the TV, right? As a family, we sat in front of the TV. Yeah. Like that was just – and so it was so that's ingrained. That's what we did, yeah. so ingrained, right? And then – X-Files on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just my, – my daughter's – one of my daughter's favorite shows growing up. But so all of that, all of that being said, just to kind of bring everything back to what we're talking about here, um, we – when – 
when you have a business, when you're when you've got a direction as a creative, that direction can kind of kind of swim both ends of the stream mm-hmm. a bit. You're not really confined actually to the stream. And you'll can you can jump into another one really quickly, like again, live live action versus animation. Mm-hmm. That optimism and that ability to stay optimistic is kind of a fundamental element associated with at least the success in the last 20 weeks of this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and as it relates to Slice Tomato and the other elements of your business, it seems that you know you share a significant amount of your faith in what you do and putting people and your clients and your business ahead and your family ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a discussion with somebody about, you know, support of family is probably one of the other key success factors of anybody that's being an entrepreneur. Um, but it's usually the place we always borrow from whenever we need to do something mm-hmm. <laughs> time-wise. Yeah. But so I see all of those things in, and and just so that everybody knows on this recording, just so that you know, um, we just met just at an event what a week and a half two weeks ago yeah i don't even ago? think we actually spoke to each other at that event so this no, huh? this morning is the first time we've ever audibly <laughs> spoken to each other but it so the connection that i'm making here is is that i'm seeing i'm seeing that one what you're doing is um uh, a creative fulfill has a creative fulfillment to you that you really look towards the relationship that you develop with the clients that you have um it's really cool. This is this is like. It's really cool when you can go into a big, expensive house by yourself and take some shots and mm-hmm. and just be what you want to be without anybody looking over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that part. <laughs> um, we're a big fan of. I'm a big fan of art and architecture uh-huh. too. So it's like anytime I can get inside of a big house when oh nobody yeah. else is around, I want to like. Okay, why did they do that? <laughs> well, and I, yeah, I get to just a side note. I get to, I get to experience like houses. Normally I wouldn't. We we photographed a a mansion, the the this, the Greer Mansion. I don't know if you're familiar with. No, um, huh? The what? What's it called? There's a mansion in Greer, and gosh, if 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 my realtor client's listening, he kill me that I can't remember the name of it. All um, right, well I'm gonna look it up because it's right it's right off of uh of Main Street on the square, and it's uh it's a huge plantation right. style house. Right, but anyway, okay. I got to go in there and film that and wow. photograph that, and you know people when he posted that video people are like oh i've always loved this house i've always wanted to go inside and there you are you usually can't do that but i get to go in places like that we've got to photograph castles there's like two castles within at least two castles within two or three hours of of where we are and we've got to do okay again things in there surprise yeah i mean that's just kind of the fun thing about that job is getting to see tell me that's on greenville inspired right that's got to be on greenville inspired but i've got it on some of my other stuff crazy yeah that's crazy yeah um so Again, thank you, thank you very much for coming out yeah. today, Jason. I really, really appreciate this. This was, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, parting, parting me. thoughts. Parting thoughts. You know, I just I appreciate you having me, and and you know, I w- honestly, when you talked about um, offering these podcasts, one of the first things I thought of was like, well, that's cool. Now I can listen to some of these other people and learn about their businesses because I, I. I I have a I have a desire, even if I don't practice it as much as I should. I have this desire of just continually learning and soaking in stuff and always growing. You talked about yeah. reading and um, 
how you don't read much. I don't read much either. I'm trying to read more. For a while, I tried to read fiction books, and yeah. I, I just felt like it takes me a long time to read a book. So sitting down and committing that much time to reading a fiction book, it's kind of like, wow, I'm, am I wasting time? But <laughs> I'm trying to gather all these nonfiction books and business books, and I've got a, a subscription to Audible. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to just I'm trying to always be learning. Yeah. Because I know that that as long as I'm here on Earth. Like, I have the opportunity to learn. So I'm excited to hear the other podcasts that you're going to be doing, that yeah. you've already done, and just try to learn and, and get to know people more. I want to, you know, networking is something that in the past I've struggled with. I can be, yeah. I can be, I can, I can turn on an extrovert part of me <laughs> fairly easily, mm -hmm. but I'm not an extrovert. So, so, so. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't. Listen to the one of the one of the first ones I did from Kevin Slocum, mm -hmm. Beard Joy. Yeah, he is an introvert. Okay, running a business and trying to be an extrovert. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I we can had understand. we had a great we had a great conversation there. Yeah, um, because there was no entrepreneurial spirit in him whatsoever. He yeah. just he just had he just had a problem with a product that he was trying on. And he said, "I can do it better." Yeah, right. But he's an introvert. Mm -hmm. A great guy. Yeah. But an introvert. I can understand. Like I said, I, I can turn it on, but it, it, at my heart, I'm an introvert. So, And uh, what I find interesting about this whole conversation is just the level of connections that we made. Yeah. So that's the other thing, because uh, similarities, obviously, what you wanted to do, what you thought you wanted to do in high school and, mm -hmm. and you know, what my wife does every day. Right. And it, it was just. And then just seeing other the other similarities, putting other people first, the relationship matters, all that kind of stuff. It's amazing how we are all different, yeah. and yet in many ways all the same. Yeah. Right. So. Exactly. Thank you again for putting everything forward today. I really yes, do sir. appreciate that, and I can't wait to actually listen to this. So, yeah. um, thank you again. Um, why don't you go ahead and and do another introduction for us and and say uh, say your last words. Sure, yeah. So I'm Jason Ayers, and I own Sliced Tomato Productions here in Greenville. And uh, you can check us out at slicetomato.net. Um, you can also check out some of my work at ayersproductions.com. And would love for you to check out greenvilleinspired.com as we hope to, um, to do more of those videos down the road, too. All right. Thank you, Jason. Yes, sir.